We are so glad you decided to join us today for our Compelled podcast. We hope this message encourages and inspires you. We would love for you to message us on social media and connect through our website at compelled316.com. Now let's get started. Bob Morrison is here to get us thinking about what it means to live a compelled life. So I got a question for you guys. How do you feel when you go to church versus when you're leaving church? I mean, really, if you think about it, we go to church looking like um, it's been a messed up week. We're lost. We need something. We need our tank filled. We need to be lifted up. We need to be emotionally encouraged, whatever it is. I mean, we go there sometimes so broken, so messed up, and we go there and we end up telling ourselves, because I went to church and I left church feeling uh, man, I feel so jacked up. I'm ready. I'm, I'm going out there. And it's, it's like you're filled with something. But did you go there looking for Jesus or did you go there looking for the emotional high? And one of the things that just pops into my head that I just got to put down right now while I'm thinking about it is I have to ask ourselves, who are we worshiping? I mean, really? Because if you look at it, the most successful churches in America, the people who are going there, They're going there because of the pastor, the speaker, the leader. They're not going there because Jesus died on the cross and said, hey, I'm dying on the cross for you personally. I'm dying for you because of your mess, your mistakes, your brokenness, your sins that cannot be paid by any other means than by someone giving their life for your sins. I mean, that's that's crazy, right? And I'm trying to put it into my mind. How are we doing life from Monday morning to Saturday night? I mean, I guess we would call it the five. Those five people, those five people that you surround yourself with, those five people. Ask yourself, when you wake up in the morning or even in the middle of the night, who's the first five people that you message? Who's the first five people that you talk to? When things are going bad and it feels like the day is a train wreck, who are the most likely five people that you would communicate that with? Okay, you got them in your mind, right? The five people that you call when, uh, man, the poop is just raining down on you so bad you need a hat. And you tell yourself, "Uh, I got to tell so-and-so. I got to message so-and-so. I need to call them. I need to go by there. Those five people... That's what's going to dictate who you are in terms of being a Jesus follower or just being this run-of-the-mill person who exists in the world. I mean, really, we go to church for the whole idea of being something different. We go there because we're hurting. We go there because of our pain. We go there because we're so lost. We don't have answers to the major questions. We don't have help with the battle we're dealing with. So we go to church, they play some awesome songs, you know, the whole routine, three songs and a message and a prayer, and then we go home and we're like, oh my gosh, it was so awesome. Were you there? Yeah, I went to church, it was so crazy. I went there and it was amazing and I wanna be a part of that. And then you get up on Monday morning and you go, yeah, yeah, I, I can't live up to that. I can't be who that pastor inspired me to be or called me to be or asked me to be. And you look in the mirror and you go, oh man, I'm not quite there. 
So then you fall back on those five, the five, the people who interact with you most likely on a daily basis, maybe even every couple hours. And those people that you message, they're just like us, they're humans. They make mistakes, bad judgment, maybe they're broken too. Maybe they're so far off the path of being a Jesus follower, they couldn't find their way back to Jesus with a map and a compass. But the reality is, because we identify with them, we identify with the fact that they encourage us or believe in us or give us the peer pressure to say, yeah, yeah, it's okay. It's cool that you're broken. It's cool that you're addicted. It's cool that you're lost. And we hear what we want to hear. And because we hear what we want to hear, we migrate to them. That's the messed up part. You see, because Jesus is just the opposite. He said, listen, dude, if you're going to be my follower, I can't even guarantee where your next meal's coming from. I can't tell you who you're going to be or what you're going to do. I can only tell you that you're going to have to surrender everything. And nobody wants to do that. We're like, oh, you know what? I can surrender 10% on Sunday. I can, I can drop some money in the bucket or in the plate. But when it comes right down to it, Jesus is like, oh, no. I don't want you for your money. I don't want you for your begrudgingly tithing 10% or whatever it is. I want you to say, boom, fall at his feet and say, Jesus, I'm lost. I'm broken. I need you. I can't survive one more day without you. But the reality is we go to a church where we fall in love with the leader, the speaker, the pastor, the minister, and we go, oh, he's so awesome. He's amazing. Yeah, I just want to hear more of what he's got to say. But the reality is that's not who Jesus calls us to be. He says, follow me. Everything else is just smoke and mirrors. I don't know how we find our way if we aren't willing to own it. You know, we have to say, I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to get up on Monday morning and say, yeah, I know I promised all that stuff to you, God, on Sunday. But yeah, this is different. This is Monday. I got to get out there. I got to earn the money. I got to impress the man. I got to impress the woman. I got to do X, Y, Z. I need to have possessions and cash and status and all those things, the credibility. Everything that we want is based on the people around us. So it comes down to those five. And we ask ourselves, Who's our five? You better be able to put five people on a list that can look you in the eye and say, dude, the only thing that matters is Jesus. I don't know if you have those five. I don't know if that's where you are in your life, but you cannot pursue Jesus with five people in your ear and in your heart and in your life on a day-to-day basis who don't pursue Jesus more than you do. Are you feeling me? Are you hearing that? It's crazy, I know. It's not what this world set us up for. This world says, get what you can, get all you can, own it, show it, brag about it, be it. Your status is everything. But the reality is Jesus says, I want you to be last in order to be first. Yeah, that's the crazy part. How do we be last and be first? It starts with humility. It starts with grace. It starts with us getting up in the morning and saying, this is not about me. You remember a long time ago, I said, take a bar of soap, just your basic run-of-the-mill ivory soap, find the mirror, write it on the mirror. It's not about me. The minute that you can look at that and read it, look in your eyes, it's you, just you and yourself in the mirror and say, it's not about me. Yeah, take a breath and read it again. It's not about me. So now when you start your day, 
everything that falls upon you in your heart and in your line of vision, everywhere you go, you tell yourself, it's not about me. It's about what Jesus wants of me. It's about what he expects of me. It's about what he's instructed me to do. His commandments are to go into all the world and preach the good news, which is the gospel, to tell people, hey, dude, you can be forgiven of your sins no matter what your mess is, no matter where you're at, no matter what you think of yourself, no matter what your own self-image is, he loves you, he values you. But the reality is we go to work or we go to school, or we live in this existence of a relationship, and we never bother to tell the other person, hey, you matter, because Jesus forgives you. He loves you. He wants you to have a relationship with him. I don't know where you are in all that, but we got to do something different. We got to start with the five. You got to pick five people that will encourage that. Five people that you can pick the phone up and go, hey, what does it say in the Bible about how I'm doing life? What does it say in the Bible about how I'm doing my job? What does it say about how much I love my possessions? What does it say about my addiction? What does it say about the words I use to describe the people around me? Are you humble? Are you grace-filled? Is love the number one thing for you? I don't know if it is, but man, it ought to be. Listen, I don't have all the answers. I'm just like you. I'm chasing him passionately. And it breaks my heart when I watch people stumble. And it breaks my heart when they go to a church and they say, ooh, I love it here. If it wasn't for church, I'd be lost. Dude, if you're lost because the church isn't there, you're lost for the wrong reasons. Jesus Christ loves you. Be found in him. Be anchored in him. Be solid in him. Make your five about people who say, God is all that matters. Jesus Christ is the true one King. I want that for you. I want you to find peace in that. I cannot do this for you. This is up to you. You got to make a change. You got to make a new direction. If you got to tell the person in your relationship, uh, hey, we can't be in a relationship anymore because I'm chasing Jesus. And maybe they'll go, okay, I'll chase him with you. Awesome. Yes. But if they say, yes, not for me. Hey, bad news. I'll miss you. You've got to find a way. You've got to find out the way to get that Bible to be your compass, to lead you back to Jesus. I want you to know he loves you and you matter. Get out there, man. Find him. Be the person he defined you to be. I love you all, and I'll see you somewhere out there. This is Bob Morrison. We are truly thankful you chose to spend some time with us here at Compelled. If you enjoyed today's message, we encourage you to like it, share it on social media, and check out our website, compelled316.com. God bless you, and we hope you have an amazing day. We'll see you somewhere out there.